Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Hawkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. Online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. There you were. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Now, we got the MLGW alert to uh, conserve our energy. You have to turn off all electric space heaters, turn off all lights, uh, set your thermostat below 68 degrees, unplug everything not in use, and you cannot run your washing machine or dishwasher. I will ask you very simply, Jeff, are you doing your part? Uh, yeah, well, so let's within see, reason, things, right? <laughs> well, I actually, I, I went, I activated my own uh, voluntary uh, conservation efforts after I got my last MLG and W bill, honestly, <laughs> which was like I have an automatic payment, but I, you know, have a cap on it, right? Like, and and it didn't go through because the bill was higher than the cap. And it was ridiculous. I'm not complaining. I'm not just saying it was it was higher than I like to pay on a monthly basis. I will not. I will not. I'll not give you the number. So I was already operating. You know, I'm keeping my house at sixty, right? Sixty maybe. If I'm not in the, I've I have two units upstairs and downstairs. In the unit where I, I'm not living. 55, the unit where I am living at any rate at that moment, eh, maybe 62, maybe 60, maybe 62. That's pretty, that's pretty low, right? Don't you think? That's insanely low. I, my, my, oh, my, my, I'm, my, my jaw is on the floor right now. That's oh, no. insane. I like cold, uh, you know, in a room I, like I sleep cold. in. I, I really wouldn't normally have it higher than 65 anyway. Like I don't really like warm. So it's, you know, so the summer is more of a struggle for me. I don't, you know, I wouldn't set it to 72 or something. What do you keep it at? I, said, I mean, uh, 66, 67. Yeah. So I'm going to do that too. But anyway, so, so, um, that's, am I in the dark? No, I have a light on. Um, I don't have a space heater. Uh, what else is there? I haven't run the, I have not had the dishwasher. The, they don't like the, he particularly didn't like the dryer. I guess the dryer. Uses no laundry. You just can't do laundry. No one. Yeah. And, um, no, I don't think people are. I don't think people are sticking to this. Do you? Like, I think okay, people need to run the no, absolutely run the, not. Okay, what percentage of people, <laughs> what percentage of people, let's start with this, of people who are aware of the order? Because there's a lot right. of empties yeah, who aren't sure. aware of the order, right? So you have to be aware of the order. What percentage of Memphians who are aware of the order are, in, are at least in some way doing something 
to a little bit save the save on on energy. Oh gosh, fifty percent. Forty percent. I think yes. I think people. But who, if you're asking me, the percentage of people that will not think twice about throwing in a load of laundry and running it, that's probably no, about a hundred percent. They, is, they yeah, won't think I, twice. I, there's only five percent of the people are like, oh no, I'd love to do laundry, but I can't do laundry <laughs> right. because I because yeah. no that that I agree completely. But I think I think people are. And I think that's probably enough. Like people, uh, what do I know? Do I look like a power expert? Um, I think people, if everyone is is at least being conscious of it and cutting back where possible, I think that's probably a a good start. And uh, and I was anyway, but more for reasons of frugality than citizenship. So um, I was already trying to trying to rein it in a little bit because it's been out of control. I don't even remember. So we had rolling blackouts. Is that right? Yeah. I, I don't even. But I think I must. End of twenty twenty two. I think I must have been out of town when we had the rolling blackouts. I don't really remember them. Um, it would be unpleasant in this temperature not to have any power. In fact, that was one of the things I obviously wasn't on with you yesterday because you guys had an abbreviated show. But I spent yesterday careening around the city looking for stories in the weather, and one of the things that really struck me about this particular storm is normally when there's a snow day, you know, a, a weather event like this, there's, there's challenges, of course, but then there's normally an explosion of happiness and joy and people getting out, enjoying it, and building snowmen and whatever, the, you know, like that. And there was so little of that yesterday. I, I saw almost nobody, by the way, who had an accident because the roads really weren't bad, despite what anyone said. Yeah. Um, it, it, I didn't see a single accident, didn't see a single person stranded. But I also didn't see many people out and about because it's so damn cold. Yep. <laughs> you know, if it's normally you get snow when it's 22, and then you're like, okay, 28, whatever else. I'll go out there, there's some sunshine, build a snowman. Here, honestly, the snow's terrible for snow, snowman building right now anyway because it's too dry, but um, it's just too cold. You go out there just like, oh, let's go have fun, and six minutes later, you're like, okay, enough of the fun. Let's go back inside and not do our dishes. Um, so it's, it's kind of different. And then the other different thing about this particular weather event is it's going to go on so long. Um, mm-hmm. they, they literally are talking about a little bit of a pop in temperature on Thursday, but then right back down. And so Sunday or Monday until we actually, uh, you know, have normal temperatures, that is going to really wear on people's nerves. Um, it's already felt like, okay, this was nice enough already. Let's move on now. Let's have it be, you know, 52 right. tomorrow, but it's not going to be 52 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's, that's what strikes me. How are you all faring? Oh, doing well. Doing well. Power's all good. I, my, my Wi-Fi goes out every once in a while. That's first world problem, so, so I don't yeah. think I need to complain about that. I think I'll be okay. So, and I do want to congratulate you. When we were discussing the University of Washington job last week, I don't want normally say this to you. Uh, <laughs> You're giving me credit? I'm getting credit? you were right, and I was wrong. And, uh, and so there you go. Yeah, Jed Fish. Uh, yeah, Jed Fish yeah. over at the University yeah. of Washington. You were right, and I was wrong. I, I, um, I'm fine with that hire. I will say this, though, um, and we'll get on to other things. I want to ask about uh-huh. the Grizzlies here in a second. The hire Arizona made to replace Jed Fish was pretty uh, uninspiring. Uh, what is it? Uh, Brent Brennan from San Jose State. That was pretty rough. I can't tell you that I'm particularly familiar yeah. with his work. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think that's that says it all right well, there. What struck me was... 
like in the in the total abstract, which job should be better? Arizona? Is there any reason that the Washington job should be that much better than the uh, Arizona job? Uh, the the market, the hold it has on Seattle. I think would be something that you could tra- talk I mean, about. So it's um, tradition. It's tradition, tradition. money. now the Big Ten. But it's money. It's money. The Jetfish is getting 7.75 or 7.5 or something like that. He's getting north of $7 bucks a year for seven years. And so it's just a different level of craziness or commitment, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so that's why he would do it. And, um, and you know, it's just, it's, yeah. Because in the abstract, you wouldn't think, oh, Washington would be a place where you, you know, compete at the highest level, and Arizona's a place that kind of just mails it in. And Arizona, obviously, beautiful territory that's right down there. You'd think a lot of people would want to go play in Arizona, but um, they can't compete financially. And so I don't know what their new coach is making, but I bet it's not $7.75 million or something like that, whatever the number is, and it's in that neighborhood for Jed Fish. Yeah, and uh, I will say this: Alabama is putting together a good little staff. It looks like Ryan Grubb getting uh, Ryan Grubb not getting the Washington job was great right. for Alabama, and then they they signed I think uh, Kane Womack, who was the he was the uh, head Womack. coach son of, at uh, son of Dave Womack, yeah, and, head coach at South Alabama. He's now going to be the DC at, at Alabama. So yeah, so the question there is, as it pertains, you know, to Memphis and and other schools in the in the Group of Five, is how concerning is it this new trend of dude's a head coach at South Alabama, which takes football seriously. Like um, we've obviously seen this at Kent state goes to, or yeah, it goes to, uh, goes to Colorado. Right. Right. We saw that, but South Alabama's a good job. Like they invest a little bit and I, I totally get, I, I bet he's been, I bet his pay has doubled to be, yeah. uh, uh, to be the DC at Alabama. Well, but it's I, I think you know South Alabama and Kent State. I don't know if Memphis is going to be overly affected by that in particular because I think they pay they pay a lot no, better I, than I, South yeah, Alabama. They have more resources. They're at the top of the group of five as opposed to sort of the the cellar dwellers of the group of five. So I you know I, I guess that there's a trend being created. But if we're that. talking about Kent State and South Alabama, I don't know if we need to group Memphis in that quite yet. I, you know, no, I don't think it means Memphis is going to lose its coach to be an offensive line coach somewhere else. Rand's going to go off. And, you know, I don't mean that exactly. I just right. mean, generally speaking, once the, the, the gap between the Power Five and the Group of Five yep. feels like it might be a symbol of that. By the way, yesterday was not a good day in the NFL for former Memphis Tigers. Um, they're all done now, right? Tony Pollard, done. Kenneth Gainwell, done. Jake Elliott, done. Calvin Austin, done. Yep. Be anyone left? Um, there's uh, Arthur Millette for the uh, Ravens. Oh, yeah. That's um, true. J.J. Russell, I don't know if he's played or if he's on practice squad, but he was with the Bucks for a while. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Millette so had a that. good long career. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Isn't it, isn't it wild? I mean, he's, he's, he's almost forgotten about in the grand scheme of, like, Tigers in the NFL. Who did he play for? Who was his head coach? Uh, he was Fuente. He was, uh, his last year would have been, well, no, I think he had one year with, with Norvell. So his last year would have been 2016, huh. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Success story. Yeah. Anyway. He, he gets forgotten about. Now I had to tap myself a little bit and sort of pinch myself a little bit, um, when I was watching the, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day game. Cause I was asking myself, is this fun? It felt fun. 
That felt fun. How was it not fun? Vince Williams totally Jr. <laughs> and Gigi lighting the world on fire. Um, uh, you know, winning by nine points on your on your home floor, which you haven't won on a lot this year. And and Draymond's return that was. I had given up on this season being any semblance of fun, like ever um, recreating any of the vibes that that were around when John Morant was healthy for those few games. But last night was pretty damn close. That was that yeah. was very fun. The um, it's interesting because I haven't won much at home four times. I think um, I'd say three of the games are actually notable. Right, Jaws' return game here, his home return game, that was fun. Uh, the um, uh, Victor Wembanyama game that was fun, and then last night was the most fun. It strikes me, um, and I totally understand those who stayed home. Although I tried to tell people yesterday that the driving wasn't so bad. Um, it's worse today, by the way. Uh, still not awful, but it is definitely worse today. It's hard, sort of hard packed. It looks like it's a sheet of ice, but it's not. But but it is slipperier today. But anyway, yeah. so I totally understand the people decided to stay home. Because you're you're measuring. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty-seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do I want to risk that drive for what? To see a team, my team lose to the, my G League team lose to the Warriors. Like, that's yeah. how people processed it, and that's totally logical. And then to have the game that you had... Um, you're exactly right. Like all the elements, Draymond's return, the opportunity to boo Draymond. That's always fun. Uh, actually winning the damn game. And then Gigi is such a freaking delight. Like uh, the, the interaction that he had on TNT, and I'm sure by now a lot of people have seen it or, and talked about it or heard about it. The, he, he was so thrilled to that Shaq was talking to him. Right. Um, the, the, he made a, uh, you know, he, it, it was it was just just the best. I mean, he could not have been happier than if he was three years old and right. just meeting Santa Claus. You know, like I mean, it was it was just fantastic. And then Drew Hill wrote a really good story in the Daily Memphian about um, about it once they finished up with their their uh, post game interviews because uh, Vince Williams and Gigi were invited to the to the main interview room. They tried to turn into an electrical closet on the way back because they didn't know where the hell they were going. So it, it's just to- – and, and so there are two things that were great about it. One was just the moment was great. Yep. But two, it is nice to think that in what is otherwise a lost season, the Grizzlies may well have found – and I think it's too early to say this definitively – 
but they may well have found two pieces um, who will be very important when this team returns to actual good health and contention. And it's kind of fantastic. If, if, if that's what emerges out of this season, you got Vince Williams and he 100% looks real, and you got Gigi and what he does looks real. Um, like that is, that makes it a, a, maybe a lost season competitively, but not a lost season um, <laughs> right. in terms of building for, for what this team hopefully might be. I, it, it's Splenda in the break room coffee, right? Like it's still bad, but it makes it a little sweeter. Yeah. You feel no, like there's two guys that can be part of this rotation going forward. I think Vince Williams Jr., though, and I know that I, I'm almost – people are putting me on the line of propaganda about Vince Williams Jr., but one of, we never had questions about his defensive intensity, what he brings, and rebounding, all the dirty work. But these past couple of nights when uh, he has to take the, the shots on the offensive end and he has to facilitate a little bit, this offensive bag's deeper than I think we gave him credit for. Yeah, no, it's it's really impressive, and he's been doing, and he's you know getting better and better. The defensive stuff he's been doing, you know, ever since he's he's, he's been thrust into the lineup, um, he finds ways to help you win, and it's it's super impressive. Um, and then the GG stuff, you know, the only question is, um, a lot of his, I mean, listen, he's he's athletic, he can get his shot off, he does other things in addition to scoring. Um, he seems to be, although, you know, evidently, um, had some maturity issues in college. He seems to be, uh, soaking it up here and learning everything he can learn in terms of, in terms of just the sheer output over the last few games, you know, he's been hitting a lot of threes yeah. and he's been hitting a lot of threes at a level that he did not in the G league. So like shooting comes and goes. Now it's a good looking shot. I'm not saying he can't be, a, can't ultimately be a good shooter, but not at the level that he what was he last level you know last night. So that's the, that's the only question. If you're you know in terms of counting on this, you know night in and night out, the shooting is going to vary. But mm. it is amazing how we would with with a lot of these players, David Roddy, Zaire, certainly Jake, they'd be thrust into the lineup, and we'd squint and try to see an NBA player there. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you know. Ah, you know, like you don't have to squint with Gigi. He looks like an NBA player. He looks yeah. like an NBA contributor. Yeah. And um, and so it's great. Now, you know, it's going to be it's still going to be a rough go this season. I think some of what happened last night is the war is a reflection of the Warriors, right? They're they're, they're just cratering. But yep. um, yeah, it's a long season um, to to. <laughs> To, to be waiting, you know, to, to be waiting for your stars to come back. But I think the GG story will be one that's that's fun to watch. It, it does strike me how many guys that they've drafted the last few years where you're saying, oh, if they just had some confidence, oh, they would be a hell of an NBA player. They just need to build that confidence. Zaire, right. David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, um, those guys come to mind. GG in two games, in the last two games, right. 20 points. Like, he, he does not lack for confidence. Like, that is, he is the anti version of those, of those particular guys. Well, and to some extent, the, the, the dude was, you know, the number one high school player in the country at one yes, point. So sure. you can see why he would have some confidence, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, so, so I think some of the, you know, some of the, the, the challenge at South Carolina was reining in that confidence a little bit. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 been fun to watch because he doesn't look 
like just the way that he's reacting to things. He doesn't look entitled. He doesn't, right. look, you know, he doesn't look like he, like, like he feels like, you know, why did it take so long? Or why I've been laboring the G League? Or why have I, you know, it just, I mean, again, that interaction with Shaq was just absolutely, it was charming, but it was also, it seemed to be anyway, reflective of a certain level of humility. You know, like, I can't believe it that I'm lucky enough to be here on this stage um, talking to Shaq. And that's not, Hey, of course, Shaq should be talking to me. I'm the best, you know, best thing that ever walked the earth. Um, so I think that humility, in addition to being endearing, I think will will stand him in good stead. Now, uh, last thing, I just want to make a statement uh, on on, okay. be, on behalf of the Gabe Coon Show. You should and, make a statement. Uh, and uh, Connor and me. Yeah, we want to believe in your Buffalo Bills. We want to, but I I can't, in good faith, feel awesome about this coming weekend against the Chiefs. I just can't do it. I, 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 well, I never feel good. I didn't, I didn't feel good about yesterday's game. So uh, so join. you can join me there. Okay. I never feel good about it. Pure dread. Um, I, no, I don't feel good about it. Um, um, but partly I don't feel good about it because the injuries yesterday uh, were really tough um, on the defensive side. You were already out um, – you know, three players who played the week before couldn't play. <clears throat> and now, um, you know, you lose a linebacker and then you lose the backup linebacker. You lose the corner, you lose the uh, nickel corner. You lose, I mean, it, it was it was ridiculous who was being carted off. Kyer Elam, who made the pick, yep. um, he, he'd, been, he'd been inactive all, basically all year long. Former first-round pick, generally considered a bust. And had not played. He had just been, yeah, no, we don't need you. And um, and he's thrust into into action, and he immediately whiffs on a tackle, and he gets a pass interference. You're like, oh my god! And and then he does get a pick, but it's a totally different deal if Patrick Mahomes is going to be is going to be you know the guy who's exploiting him, and Andy Reid is going to be the guy exploiting him. So um, and and plus, honestly, it just sets up. I'm always looking for the most painful narrative. I, I, and so I'm trying to avoid the most painful narrative. But right now, all you hear is Patrick Mahomes has never even played a playoff road game, never played a playoff road game. And I could just see it. You know, he's going to be walking yeah. off the field and everyone's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't matter if he's home or on the road, he still wins in the playoffs. And I mean, they are th- Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are three and three against each other. It's not like one of them has had the upper hand. But one of them has had the upper hand, barely, uh, in the playoffs. And, yes, my great fear is it will happen again in front of the Buffalo faithful. But I do think it's, you have to remind yourself. And this is true certainly for me as a Buffalo fan, but I think it's true for sports fans everywhere. You, you just have to try to enjoy what you just experienced. Because, yeah. like, from a Buffalo perspective – to see those snowballs and those people <laughs> sitting on, on snow, like that's like in the same way that in, in Memphis people, you know, love to see videos. Some object because the, the lyrics, but of the whole stadium yelling, whoop that trick and right. whatever else. And like, it's like, that's us. You know, we are, we're, we're not like every other NBA team. And this is the, and in the same way, 
like that yesterday was Buffalo. You know, that's that's what Buffalonians, that's what we call ourselves. Buffalonians. That's what they pride themselves on being, is this hardy people, kind of crazy, who will, uh, you know, go out there and celebrate. Instead of confetti, they'll be using snow. Yep. And so it was a fun day. It wasn't fun watching the injuries, but it was a fun day to be a Buffalo fan. And I, by the way, appreciate, I've had people text me and say, there, there are various people in the, uh, in the community who were not Bills fans, but because, for whatever reason, they understand my pain, and so they have rooted for the Bills along with me, and, um, and I've appreciated that. And, yes, we're going to need it this coming weekend because I'm not particularly optimistic, but I never am. Also, hardworking folks in Buffalo. Looks like the fans cleared that, cleared that stadium out pretty well with all the snow. Yeah, it's, hey, this it's field looked good. I field conditions were solid. It's your basic blue collar town, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars an hour in stadium food brings them out. They'll do it. I mean, here's the truth: Buffalo invented wings uh, because wings were once. Who the hell would eat a wing? Like, there's just bones and whatever. Right. Else. And yeah. So, Buffalonians said, "Well, you know what? We're going to make these wings something, and we're going to put this hot sauce on them, and butter, and deep fry them, and whatever else." And uh, and buffalo wings were created. We don't call them buffalo wings in Buffalo. We just call them wings. Um, and, um, and now the whole country has caught on. And, uh, but it's because it's, it's it's, it's it was cheap. Like, cause the, the part, that's the part that you throw away. It's a little bit like, you know, barbecue. Because barbecue is you take a not particularly great cut of meat, right? And you cook it slow and long and whatever else. And... Um, and it's sort of the same thing. It makes it delicious. So it's a little bit. I've always said that one of the reasons that I, people might say, what the hell are you a northerner doing here in Memphis making this your home? Why do you feel so happy and comfortable here? It's because the sensibilities of people in Buffalo and people in Memphis are really pretty similar. And so I never felt like I fit, particularly when I lived and worked in Miami, because um, it just wasn't me. Um, but... But but Buffalo and Memphis aren't so aren't so different, really. For sure. Well, uh, you stay safe and stay warm, yep. and uh, we'll yep. talk to you tomorrow. See you. Bye, yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian columnist and Jeff Calkins show nine to eleven right here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. Now we need to go ahead and grab a break, and we will come back with a trip around the National Football League right here on the Gabe Coon Show. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. The divisional round is on the way. We have some coaching hires that are prepping to be made, so it's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Los Angeles Chargers. You know who they interviewed? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is interviewed with the Chargers. I sort of wonder how this is going to go. This is the favorite to go ahead and land uh, Jim Harbaugh. And also, he is, he is uh, um, when it comes to him leaving Michigan in general, uh, this is the favorite landing spot for if he does decide to leave. Because Justin Herbert's their quarterback. It's, it's very, very simple. It's not that complicated. Um, I saw John Harbaugh today. His brother, of course, coaching the Ravens, said he thinks that Jim Harbaugh is one of the best team builders in football right now. 
He said that, that he doesn't even think there's a close second at this particular moment. But what I will say is if he does take on the Chargers, team building better be a priority. You have $45 million in the hole going into next year. You have guys that have not showed up on the current contracts they have. Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. What are you going to do with those guys? So this is a guy who's going to have to come in and, uh, and and build this team anew. Yeah, you have the piece on the offensive side of the ball, although Keenan Allen's aging. Uh, you know, Mike Williams just had another season-ending injury, so you may have to figure out something at the wide receiver position because um, Quentin Johnston, their first-round pick from last year, just ain't it. But he's going to have to take it upon himself to build this team top to bottom. This defense has been miserably bad, bad since Justin Herbert take, took over. He'll have to go ahead and change that. But we will see in the coming days what's going to happen. This is the Chargers' priority. They interviewed him already, and I wonder if Jim Harbaugh will take the job here in the next couple weeks. The Atlanta Falcons. Now, this one, I know it's like everybody's talking about it being the natural fit. But Bill Belichick interviewed for the Falcons job. One, for Falcons fans, are you really over 28 to 3? Like, that's probably my biggest question. But regardless, on Bill Belichick getting a new job, I, I'm not going to completely throw aside all his career accomplishments. I'm not going to do that. He has six Super Bowls. He's the best we've ever seen in the NFL. But if he's going to get a new job, I think you need to be a franchise that's built to win immediately. And the reason I say this is if you hire Bill Belichick at 71 years old, you're really not thinking that far into the future. You're looking to capitalize the next three, four, five years. How much longer is he going to coach? He's in his 70s. You just saw Nick Saban step away from the game, one of his good friends. So you need a team that's ready to capitalize immediately. And I don't think the Falcons are that. And, and and even just generally speaking, if it's not the Falcons, like I'm curious to see if he fits in anyone's future plans. You only have a few years left. He's had tough results at the last place he went. He needs control over the GM job. He, he wants more control of uh, personnel and everything than a lot of other head coaching candidates. And, and I don't question the defense for the Falcons, but for the Falcons, quarterback, you figure it out. Everything else isn't bad. You could be okay. I don't think you're a title contender. Um, you do have a premier back in B. John, solid O line, sneaky good defense, tenth in yards per game, fourth in points per game, and you have the eighth pick. But at the same time, I, I think this is going to be a management situation where, if Bill Belichick takes this job, he's going to have to manage that roster accordingly. And if the way the Patriots have been run the last few years without Tom Brady or any indication of how he can do that, it's not very well. So, I am not very high on Bill Belichick getting hired in this cycle. I know somebody will likely do it, but I think it's a, I, I don't think it's a very forward, future-thinking move if you do it. The New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, Pete Carmichael, their OC, has been fired. He is gone. He's out. Um, he had been there for 18 seasons, though, for, for those that don't know. So the Super Bowl, he was there for. He got the OC title in 09. The team finished top 10 in scoring offense or total offense, 14 out of the 18 seasons. So a lot of people I saw who were sort of freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, how could you get rid of this guy? He's been so successful in the past. You just didn't have the quarterback and Derek Carr to really do what you wanted to do. But I think that's what we need to discuss here. Pete Carmichael probably deserved to be out because Sean Payton was the main play caller, and he had Drew Brees. <laughs> 
Pete Carmichael was not really the the face of that organization for all those years, the face of that offense. So I have no problem seeing him out. Um, but he is well-respected around the league. I, I would imagine he'll land on his feet relatively soon. The Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So the Chiefs versus the Bills is coming up on Sunday, 5.30 p.m. in Buffalo. This is the first time that Patrick Mahomes will play a road playoff game in the divisional round. Um if there's any indication about what I expect to see this weekend uh, based on past results, you do look at the 2-0 record that the Chiefs have over the Bills in the playoffs, and you look at Patrick Mahomes' stat lines in those games in 2021, 29 for 38, 325, three TDs, no INTs, and uh, then in 2022, in a 42-36 to win, that was why we redid the overtime rules. He was 33 for 44 for 378, three TDs, no INTs. This is when Patrick Mahomes steps up. Now, I love Josh Allen. He, I, I want to buy into the Bills, but I've seen them just have a good week followed by a terrible week, followed by a couple of good weeks. They're just so inconsistent week to week. And Josh Allen with the turnovers, it really concerns you when you look at the Chiefs' defense, who is one of the league's best at forcing turnovers. So I, as much as I want to believe in the Bills and what they were able to accomplish getting to the two-seed in the AFC down the stretch of the season, history tells us a story. And that story ends with Patrick Mahomes on top in this matchup. Maybe I can be proved wrong, but we're going to have to see it coming up this Sunday. Now, that'll do it for our trip around the National Football League. And after an incredible NFL Super Wildcard weekend, we're on to the divisional round. These teams, it's win or go home, but you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. If you want to play the Chiefs, go ahead and do that. Um, follow my pick. You can go to FanDuel, uh, uh, FanDuel right now. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Small talk is on the way. Stick around. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, you know, we've made mention of it all, to, all already today, uh, but after the 32-9 loss that the Eagles took at the hands of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jason Kelsey has called it a career. And I have to say, you know, as a young offensive lineman, um, a guy that that knew about that Cincinnati program, got recruited by that Cincinnati program when both the Kelseys were still at school, um, he's always a guy that I looked up to as a a football player, definitely. Um, And he's definitely the type of guy that really showed throughout his career um, that where you start's not where you finish. He was not that good his first few years in the league. But what did he follow it up with by the end of his career? Six All-Pros, most in the history for a center, seven Pro Bowls. He got his ring, uh, 120 games he played in a row, and then 13 years as a center for the same organization. Um, I love his podcast now, so we'll still hear from him. But uh, Jason Kelsey, just want to ode to a hell of a career. And uh, definitely he seems like a very likable guy. I mean, he, he seems very down-to-earth. Um, wish him the best uh, after his NFL days are uh, are going to be done. Now, Brett Favre. Let's go from really good guy to uh, Brett Favre. 
Um, there was a story published in Billboard today about Brett Favre and comments on the Chiefs and where it's gone wrong this year and the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, you know, relationship. One, he said that Taylor Swift could be to blame for all of the, uh, you know, shortcomings of this Chiefs team. No, I think it's the fact that Kadarius Tony can't catch football. I think that's larger than anything else. Um, same with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But he, neither here nor there. Um, but then he went on to say one of the most idiotic, <laughs> moronic, whatever you want to use, whatever terrible adjective you want to use about this statement I'm about to read, use it. He was talking about Taylor Swift, who, of course, has a billion followers online, an international tour set up that she's still doing. About Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship, he says, quote, She's obviously using Travis Kelsey for publicity. It's a money grab that's not going to end well. Well, you know about money grabs. He knows about grabbing money from people. But we get it. Ask the welfare system of the state of Mississippi. You know about money grabs, I guess. But how detached from real life is he? Like, what does he do on a daily basis? Does he scroll his phone? Does he check the news? Does he know who is in the public eye, who's a celebrity, who's bigger than who, who has more money than who? I know it's been a running joke like, oh, Taylor Swift boosted up Travis Kelsey's, uh, uh, his, his persona and who he is as a celebrity. Of course he did. Or of course she did. There's no question about it. But the other way around, are you high, Brett? Probably. I don't know. But what are you talking about? Travis Kelsey lifted up Taylor Swift. Are we, we're living in a fantasy world at this point. And Brett Favre, here's, here's the rule we need to make. If you are at a publication and you're thinking about reaching out to Brett Favre for comment on anything, don't. Unless it's about the money he stole from people. Well, he's not going to give you a straight answer. Just don't. Let's just, let's just have a plain up rule. If you feel the need to reach out to comment, to have Brett Favre comment on any story that you want to write. Just don't do it. Nothing positive, smart, fun ever comes out of his mouth. What a maroon. <laughs> this is also a reminder that, uh, you know, the Mississippi welfare system still needs to have their day in court with him and figure that whole thing out. But that's unbelievable, man. Good God. Brett Favre has gone from best quarterback in the NFL to complete Goon, goof, not to be taken seriously. What's going on in Green Bay? <laughs> because it's happened to the second one, too. It's insane. Pray for Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, pray for Jordan Love. Now we have a third hour on the way, um, and we're going to spend it wisely. Let's go ahead and lead it off next with my man. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.